Hey everyone, Donna Maria here, and welcome to episode 10 of Make Market Monetize, the private podcast for maker mastermind clients. The title of this episode is Money is Not as Important as a Goal and a Reason to Achieve It. And I'm going to share a little story with you. It's a true story, it's part of my life. When I was in college, I had a part time job at what is now FedEx. Back in those days, it was a copy shop and it was called Kinko's and FedEx eventually bought Kinko's and I was responsible for making copies. Like I was at a university campus, so I was copying people's dissertations, I was copying books, I was copying all sorts of things, people's notes and study group notes and things like that. And I was really busy and I kind of liked my job. I really didn't do anything all day except make copies. But Uh, I noticed um, from time to time, a a really pretty lady would come in. She had long blonde hair and she wore it in a braid straight down her back all the way to her rear end. She was very slender, very tiny, little petite. And she came in every couple of weeks to have copies made of an exercise journal. She apparently worked at an exercise studio in town and it was called The Firm. And I didn't know anything about it except for what I saw in the copies that I made every couple of weeks. And um, I was always intrigued and it was always fun to see her because I was just always, you know, kind of really intrigued to see that people like actually wrote down what they did for exercise and what they ate. And I was totally not into that at the time. I thought it was kind of interesting. So I'm just going to leave that little tidbit right there. We'll come back to it in a second. Because after I graduated from college, I went to law school. I eventually got a job in law school. I had jobs all the time. I had a little job, part-time job in law school. And one day I picked up a fitness magazine. And inside the inside front cover of this fitness magazine was an advertisement for a VHS exercise tape. And it looked like it was really high end. It was very fancy. The photography was nice. It looked very professional. And I noticed that the person who was delivering the fitness classes was the woman that came into the Kinko shop every single, every couple of weeks to get copies made. And I was like, I was looking at the ad. I was like, is that her? God, that has to be her. Like, who else has that very thick, long blonde braid all the way down their rear end. And it was her. I knew it had to be her. And I remember thinking she was so nice and she was so friendly. So this was an ad for an exercise video and it was expensive. Um, You know, back in those days, those days, there were exercise videos, you know, Jane Fonda, all the people, all the famous people. Um, There were some, you know, celebrities that had their little exercise videos and stuff. And this was someone that I had never heard of before. And she wasn't like a famous exercise practitioner or anybody that you would have seen on TV. So, but I felt like I knew her and and I had that little, little tiny trust factor going. And it was like $29 for a VHS, which back then was a lot of money. So I went ahead and ordered it. And it arrived, and I loved it. I loved this little exercise video. And of course, I was on their mailing list by then, and I would get mailings from them. And I also subscribed to the magazine where I heard about them first in, and they kept advertising. Like every year, they would have a new video. So the first one I bought was volume one. The second one was volume two, three, four, five, and six. And one of the things about these videos was that they were very well produced. These were not cheaply done. They had a set. Everybody had like coordinated outfits on. 
The sound quality was excellent. The cueing in the videos was perfect. Everybody looked gorgeous and everything was perfectly timed. And the music was original. That was one of the things too. It wasn't like a bunch of, you know, top 80s hits or what have you, um, you know, all the R&B or whatever. It was original music that you didn't hear anywhere else. And it was perfectly timed with the moves of the video, which made it really, really special. And I'm telling you all this because eventually the two ladies behind these videos, who I later discovered were sisters named Cynthia and Anna Benson, they eventually wrote a book about their experience. And the book, if you ever want to pick it up, is called Firm for Life by Cynthia and Anna Benson. You can still get it on Amazon. They wrote a book about their experiences starting this exercise video company. And one of the things they shared was the story of how they had no money. They would go to the banks and they would try to get loans to get you know production money for this video and nothing worked. So what they eventually did was they saved up all the money they could get their hands on and borrowed some money with from friends and family and bought an ad in the magazine. And this was the ad that I saw in the magazine. They purchased an ad in the magazine and they pre-sold those videos. So I remember when I paid $29 for that video, it took several months for me to get it. And they disclosed that in the ad too. They said, these videos have not been made yet. I can't remember exactly what the, the magazine said, but the ad was very clear. It was a full inside front cover ad. And it said, you know, these, these videos have not been made. They will be shipped, you know, in several months or what have you. And I waited patiently and I was so excited because, you know, I, I had this sort of relationship in my head with this lady and I was excited to support what she was doing. So anyway, um, I later discovered, okay, so that's how I learned about how they started their business. They started it by pre-selling stuff. Like they had no money, they had no product, they pre-sold. So I'm going to come back to that point in a second. But here's one of the things I also discovered later on, like this wasn't in the book, this happened later. I discovered because ultimately after six or seven volumes of the video, they suddenly just stopped making them. All of a sudden they just... They just disappeared. And what I discovered was that after volume six came out, they made a few more volumes after that. But I later discovered that they had a falling out with the musician who scored the videos. They had a big falling out with him. And they continued to make the videos after volume six, which was the contract they had with him for. He was contracted to do volumes one through six. Well, after volume six was published, they fell out of falling out and they continued to produce a couple of videos after that and they used his music. And he sued them. And they were wrong for using his music because the contract was only for apparently six videos. And I don't know all the legal details and ins and outs and whether I'm actually describing all the details correctly. But the bottom line is he thought that they had stolen his intellectual property, stolen his music and used it for purposes that he hadn't agreed to. And a judge agreed. And there was a judgment entered against uh, these two sisters and their video company, and they eventually filed for bankruptcy, and somebody swooped in and bought them. So the company that ended up buying them, it's changed hands a couple of times since then, but the rights to all these videos are currently owned by a company, and you can still buy the videos. You can get them at collagevideo.com and other places, Amazon. You can buy all the videos. 
one of the things that I learned was um, after they filed for bankruptcy and were bought out, they actually had to, in order continue to continue their company, they actually had to license, they had to pay to license those videos to continue to sell those videos to their audiences. And by this time, the internet had come of age, and so you could stream the videos. And so today, the sisters, one of them is deceased right now, but the sisters still have a business. Well, the the um, the estate of one of the sisters and the sisters still have a business streaming these videos on the internet, and they are having to pay to do that. And I discovered that today, like literally today, when I purchased a streaming service for videos and I found some of their videos on this streaming service. And I was so, so excited to see them because I don't have the VHS tapes anymore. But one of the things I discovered was, um, well, the second point of what I want to share with you is obviously be careful who you do business with because not everybody has your best interests in heart. And when you are dealing with people's intellectual property, you want to make sure that you're really clear about who owns it, what the rights are to it for both parties, and what you can and cannot do with it. But moving on to what I saw on the uh, streaming service today, what I discovered was this. Okay, listen, this, I'm, I hope you're following me here because I'm going to circle back to the beginning in a second. But what I discovered was this. Some of the videos that are on this streaming service that this company um, made after the falling out with the musician were essentially very, very low production exercise videos. And the music was somewhat similar, but it was different. But the people were the same. And they would get together and they would have these like big, long, hour-long exercise parties, all of them together. The sound wasn't that great, but the relationships between the women who were involved in this business venture at the time were very, very inspiring. And they were clearly trying to keep the doors of their business open by putting together some videos that people could buy, even though production quality was really, actually, it was really, really kind of low. But the point that I'm so excited to share with you is that they kept the lights on, like they still figured out how to make their business run. And I have discovered over the years that for their whole entire business, except for the period of time when they were selling volumes one through six, when everything was going well, for the rest of their business, they had very little money. They were struggling or fighting about intellectual property. But they had something that was so much more important than money, and that was a goal and a reason to achieve it. And from the reading I've done about these sisters, one of them in particular, she was just determined to change the way women viewed their bodies. She was determined to change the way women exercised. She was determined that it wasn't going to be all about prancing around and you know, looking cute in leotards and stuff. But she was one of the first women to actually produce videos that incorporated free weights into aerobics exercises. So it wasn't just jumping around and burning calories, it was strengthening your muscles. And she combined these two things together as one of the first people and maybe even the first woman that did that for videos designed towards women and really just had a really good run at it. So the reason I wanted to share this with you is, first of all, I'm so excited to discover these other videos on this streaming service, but really just to remind you 
that, um, you know, money is important, but it's not as important as what it is that we set our minds to do, and that we have a very strong reason to achieve it. And if you have a very strong why, if the reason behind why you're doing what you're doing is strong, and you have very specific goals in mind, you will figure out how to accomplish those goals. Like these sisters did at the very beginning, they couldn't get a loan, they couldn't get money from anywhere, they didn't have any of their own money. So they just decided to pre-sell the product. So there's an idea right, right there pre-selling your products, pre-selling something before it's even made, you can actually let your audience know because they trust you that you're going to be doing something new and you're only going to make a hundred of them. And here's the price and we're going to ship them in three months. Imagine the fun that it would be to actually pre-sell those items, have that cash in, um, be able to put, um, you know, have a good profit margin on those products and be able to utilize that money before you actually sell the product. So there's a little bit of an idea there for you to tuck away in the back of your mind in case you ever do need to come up with some cash quickly and you have an audience of people who trust you and you can make something for them that you can prepare in advance and ship to them later. It's a good thing to like think about that as a strategy maybe at some point in your business. And secondly, again, make sure you're careful about who you do business with. Make sure that you have a trusting relationship. That doesn't always save the day, but neither does a contract. We're always taking chances when we enter into business arrangements with people. It's always a risk because there is a chance that you'll get burned. Um, But at the end of the day, Make sure you do your very best to choose wisely with who you do business with and who you collaborate with and try your best to make sure that if there is a contract in place, which there obviously is, whether it's written or oral, there is a contract in place if you have a collaboration with someone, make sure that it is as clear as it can possibly be so that you don't end up in this position. And then thirdly, hold on to your intellectual property and hold on to every piece of content that you produce, save it all, back up your websites, you know, upload your videos to Dropbox, you know, save your graphics, all those things, because you never know when you might be able to use them later. Just as I discovered when I signed up for this streaming service today, these ladies made these older videos that I'm looking at, it has to be 20 years ago. They're still, they're still really good exercise routines. It's pretty amazing. But they're old, but they've stood the test of time because uh, the sisters knew what they were doing and also because they saved the videos of these sort of collaborative videos that they did to kind of keep the lights on. They saved them and they are selling them now to people like me, like I'm paying for this and I'm sure I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one because I'm in Facebook groups with some of the people who belong to this service. That's how I found out about it. So I'm paying now for something that was produced 20 years ago. So when you think about your business, you know, think about creating over time as you move your business into the evolve and expand phase. Think about the possibilities that you have as an entrepreneur of creating intellectual property that can be sold over over and over and over again. And this this may be, you know, it's it may not be the focus of your business. You know, you obviously are making what you are right now. But for the future, just think about what what the amazing possibilities are of things that you can create that can be sold now. And also here we are 20 something years later and I just bought a program where a video that was made 20 years ago 
is being sold to people. Now, that's what I call passive income, especially since one of the people who made it is deceased. Like, her estate is still making money. Pretty amazing stuff. So that's episode 10. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed this little walk down memory lane. Um, So many business lessons in the lives of these people. So let me conclude by just sharing with you uh, again, the names of these people in case you want to look them up. They are Anna and Cynthia Benson. Uh, Anna is the one who is deceased. And she was really the, the brainchild behind all these different exercise approaches. Um, the, the book is called Firm for Life, and the video series is called The Firm Aerobic Workout with Weights, and there are volumes one through six. Um, they actually ended up changing the names of them. They, they aren't called that anymore, but if you Google it, I think that's probably what you'll come up with. And for volume one, the first volume you'll see on the cover, a lady with a yellow leotard and a long, thick blonde braid going down her back. That is Susan. That is the lady who walked into the Kinko's stores. And that is the lady who is responsible for my credit card being uh, dinged over the last uh, 20 years with either a video or a book or something else. So again, the point of trust, being a nice, kind human being, developing trust, developing relationships, you never know who's watching. You never know who's going to come down the road 10 or 20 years later and recognize you and do something positive for your business or do something positive in your life because of something you did or because of a relationship that you developed or because of a kindness or even just a positive attitude that you shared with them at some point in the past. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. There'll be more to come. I hope you guys have a great day. Bye.